Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back into the Letterman Lounge, everybody. That is Matt Park on the other side of that screen. It's me, Spencer Holbrook, and it is a big week for Ohio State football recruiting. The Croots are coming to town. Uh, Matt, how are you? I'm good, man. We're, uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm really tired of hearing about all of this, uh, this Michigan stuff, which is why we're going to talk about Michigan State and Ohio State and recruiting in the shoe, a primetime. You can't say primetime banger because that's for noon only, but a, a primetime clash, if you will. I don't know how much of a clash this is going to be, but that's beside the point. Uh, I'm sure the you, Andy, and and Tim will have some some good bold predictions on Friday talking about the on-field stuff with the current players. But we're here to talk about the uh, the future, like like Squidward, you know. You know, I'm not going to say it how Squidward does, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're here to we're here to talk about the the Croots coming in from all over the country for the only primetime game in the shoe this year. Which, uh, if you look at the 22 schedule, 
they think there were like three primetime games in the shoe, eight uh, eight home games, three primetime games. We were spoiled last year. Didn't have to go anywhere. It was kind of nice. And now this year we've been all over the place, and next year definitely all over the place. But uh, alternate uniforms too. Looking forward to it. Gonna be a little cold. I did look at the weather last night. Gonna bust out that that nice uh, Letterman Row winter coat that was that was handed down to me last year. Looking forward to to getting all bundled up and getting to work. That's what it's all about, right? Uh, you talked about the on-field product. I'm here to talk to you about the off-field product because this is a recruiting program. Um, and Ohio State's hosting a lot of its commits um, on Saturday for the game, but it's not really the commits who are in the spotlight. The commits are the commits. Like, you're excited to have them back on campus. It's not something where, like, you're going to throw a ticker tape parade because Garrett Stover is coming back to the horseshoe, right? Like you're not going to get Garrett Stover, by the way. No, 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 not at all. You're just like you kind of expect the commits to be there. Right. So, uh, you know, Max LeBlanc is coming into town, which I think is interesting. Jeremiah McClellan's coming into town, which is interesting. Edric Houston is expected to be there, which just, again, another good sign, not that he's anywhere near flip watch, but like just another good sign for Ohio state. But, we're not here to talk about those, Matt. I'm going to kind of give you the floor, but I'm also going to pose a question in doing so. The Buckeyes are hosting three players who are committed elsewhere. Yes. At least three players who are committed elsewhere. There's always the surprise, the chance of surprise visitors, which is why we always leave it open. Huh. I'm That's not going to. Right there. Yeah. But the Buckeyes are hosting a Florida commit. Yes. A Miami commit. Yes. And a Northwestern commit. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to run down through them. Okay. Maris Williams, Clinton, North Carolina, yes, committed to Florida. Chance Robinson, uh, from South Florida, committed to Miami, and Gabe Van Sickle, Northwestern commit, committed to Northwestern offensive lineman. I want you, Matt, and I'm going to ask you to rank these three players committed elsewhere in the order that you think it is realistic for Ohio State to pull off the uh, the spatula and get something done here. So okay. I'll hand it over to you right. between Amaris Williams, Chance Robinson and Gabe Van Sickle, who is the most likely flip candidate right now. I'll go with uh, Gabe Van Sickle, the Northwestern offensive line commit uh, from Coopersville, Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. It's been, I think it's important to note, however, that Gabe has been committed to Northwestern. He committed when, Pat Fitzgerald was there and he has remained committed to the Wildcats even after, you know, all of the offseason stuff and the the various scandals and things that have been going on at Northwestern that took place that came to light in the summer, I should say. That's the right way to say that. Um, and that's significant that that uh, 23 class. I know we're talking about 24th, but that 23 class, we saw a few transfers. Ohio State got one of them with Nigel Glover, now at Ohio State, the linebacker uh, who was committed to Northwestern in the 23 class. Um, and that 24 class, you've seen guys kind of go a few different places, so on and so forth. But uh, I rate Gabe Van Sickle as, as the most likely to flip because Ohio State has a need. Um, they like him. They, being the Buckeyes, like Gabe specifically at that guard spot could play could be a swing tackle if needed he's like six five he 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 can do it but 
the the hole to fill is the one that that Mark Nave left with that mutual split uh, with him and the Buckeyes back in September, I believe it was when former Toledo Central Catholic uh, interior offensive lineman decommitted from Ohio State, and there's there's a hole to fill. Ohio State only has three offensive linemen committed in the 2024 cycle. Uh, Van Sickle was on campus for the Penn State game. That was his debut visit to Ohio State, uh, an unofficial visit. Left without an offer, but then got an offer. wasn't announced. It was just kind of told to some people. Um, like it wasn't announced on social media or anything like that. In true offensive lineman fashion, which I do appreciate, because uh, we love the offensive line around here. All right, that's we love. We live and die by the offensive line around here on this particular show. So. I put him as the most likely just because Ohio State has a need. Um, it's still everything, you know, Ohio State, Northwestern, the things that he's looking for, it still adds up. Northwestern, is it a better school than Ohio State? Eh, academically, probably. Um, it's very hard to get into. Shout out Andy Backstrom for getting into Northwestern. Yeah. Uh, and Gabe Van Sickle. And Gabe Van Sickle, you're right. Shout out Gabe for getting into Northwestern. And it's a cool campus. That's unrelated. But uh, you look at the things that like Ohio State and Northwestern have in common uh, as far as producing offensive linemen. Like no one really talks about it, but Northwestern is pretty good at sending offensive linemen to the next level. Like we just saw Peter Skronsky get drafted in the top 10, if I'm not mistaken. Top 10, I think it was. Top 11, somewhere in there. He was a first round draft pick. First round. Uh, the, the tackle from Northwestern last year who took care of business against Ohio State. Um, the developments there, um, I think Ohio State, for the obvious reasons, has a little bit of an upper hand. It, it just has better players, uh, which means you're going to get developed maybe a little bit quicker. You're going to be going against better competition in practice. Um, I haven't done my homework, admittedly, um, where – geographically coopersville michigan is located and whether it's closer to northwestern or to columbus ohio but uh i can't imagine the distance is too far you know between the two so close to home is another thing it's still big 10 football it's still close to home um and this weekend is going to be pretty important for ohio state as it is trying to close out this 2024 cycle um and really it's the offensive line is the, is the biggest thing it's always the offensive line. It seems to be the biggest thing for these Ohio State Buckeyes this year. We'll get further into the offensive line here later in the program because Gabe Van Sickle isn't the only 2024 we've got our eyes on. I think you guys kind of know what, what we're hinting at there. A uh, couple notes here about Gabe Van Sickle before we move on to the second most likely flip candidate, which I'm going to ask you about, of course. Uh, are the Buckeyes taking over Michigan recruiting? Um, Gabe Van Sickle from Michigan. I mean, people are saying it more and more um, as the narrative continues to, I guess, chug along, even though it's not really real anymore, that Michigan is coming down to Ohio and poaching the best players in Ohio. Um, Ohio State seems to be going into Michigan and having some fun uh, up in the Mitten State uh, doing some things. Uh, another note here, Gabe Van Sickle is from Coopersville, which is between Grand Rapids and Muskegon. Muskegon, home of Cam Martinez, current Ohio State defensive back. Um, you'd need a boat to get to Chicago fast. Uh, from from there, um, I don't think you can. So you got to go around like Michigan. So not super close to Northwestern compared to Ohio State. I would say they're probably close to the same distance. To be honest, when you, when you have to go around Lake Michigan, but this isn't a geography show, man. Nobody cares what we have to say about geography. 
Uh, I think it's interesting that, lastly, I think it's interesting that Gabe Van Sickle um, is just popping up on the radar. Um, he's not a, a highly ranked guy, but the Buckeyes are doing their due diligence around the country. They find a guy in the Midwest they like. He's the number 929 player, number 77 interior offensive lineman in the on three industry rankings, but um, he's committed to a Big Ten program and has offers from other guys and other schools, um, such as Indiana, a couple Mac schools. But here's the deal like, senior tape matters. And Ohio State isn't afraid to take a guy who, whose senior tape they kind of fall in love with. Look at uh, Leroy Roker. Like, a perfect and example. Also, also, like, you think about, like, did Gabe Van Sickle camp anywhere? You know, like, all of that stuff goes into the rankings and things like that. And, like, rankings matter for us, you know. Obviously, they matter for us. But, like, you talk to people in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center and they just they, – they don't care. They have their own rankings. They they like what they like. They find what they like. It, it, it doesn't matter to them. So – but yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. Um, I would I vaguely remember uh, seeing Gabe Van Sickle for the Penn State game and just being like, "Oh, who's that?" So yeah. like, we'll see. Everyone's gonna be a little bundled up for uh, for the Michigan State game, however. So excuse me. Um, you know, we'll see. The eye test is a little tougher when people got winter coats on, but we'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Second most likely flip candidate, Matt, you now only have two choices. Um, Maris Williams, the defensive lineman from Clinton, North Carolina, committed to Florida, or Chance Robinson, the South Florida Express wide receiver who's committed to to Miami. I think he plays for South Florida Express. Could be wrong. I'm not He's sure. from South Florida. He plays at St. Thomas Aquinas. Okay, he plays for St. Thomas. So the St. Thomas Aquinas wide receiver who's committed to Miami, Chance Robinson, or Maris Williams committed to Florida defensive lineman. Um Basically, I'm asking you who's who's a better flip guy, uh, Larry Johnson or Brian Hartline, and I think those are the two best guys to flip people on this on this uh, coaching roster. So it's so, a kind of a tough decision to me. I go back and forth, and I want it to be known that, for, in my opinion, there is a clear gap between number one and number two. Like there is a clear gap between Gabe Van Sickle and whoever is going to be number two, but the gap between two and three is like razor thin in my opinion so i don't know man this is really tough i think i think i'm gonna put chance robinson in too and here's why oh see i, so I was gonna go with my gut and say amaris williams so that's how thin the margin is though right yeah and i i say chance robinson only because he knows people in the program like his teammate Jordan Lyle, running back, committed to Ohio State. Uh, there was some chatter a few weeks ago about, you know, some real decommit concerns or anything like that because he visited Miami. And now Miami is proving to be what we knew Miami was going to be week zero. Um, so that's great. Um, you know, you can read the tea leaves on, on Twitter. Like Tony Alford tweeted something, I think, a couple weeks ago where he said they had a great conversation with a great young man and the future was bright or whatever. And that came af shortly after a bunch of these stories about Jordan Lyle thinking about Miami and stuff like that. So, like, you put the tea leaves together and it's really not that hard to figure out what's going on. Um, and so with that, you have the you have relationships. Um, which we talk about relationships every single time that we're on this show, which is every week. Um, and folks would know that if they want to subscribe, which you can do, that'd be cool. Um, 
So I'll say relationships. And then obviously the uh, the production of wide receivers and development at Ohio State. Um, I don't really think we need to go down the rabbit hole of what Brian Hartline has done since he's been at Ohio State. We can if people would like. Um, and by that, I mean, we're just going to say names, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Um, you know, there's a small, a small bit of credit for Jameson Williams, even though he, I'm going to say he's an Alabama product. Um, but whatever. Um, I mean, we, we could go on and on and on about it, but, uh, and now you're going to have Marvin Harrison Jr. Next year, you're going to have a Mecca Abuka next year. Um, we'll see what happens with Julian Fleming. Maybe Xavier Johnson gets a spot somewhere as a, as a free agent or something like that next year in the 2024 off season, NFL off season. But, uh, yeah, the production is freaking ridiculous. Okay. And, uh, also I think it's notable. And I wrote about this earlier in the week for letterman but we're going to talk about it here because you and I actually have not talked about this, at least to my knowledge, you and I haven't talked about this. You know I'm a little scatterbrained at times, so I forget things. Um, Chance Robinson went on an official visit to Ole Miss last weekend uh, where Ole Miss beat Texas A&M 38-35 in a pretty good game, actually. It was pretty entertaining. Um, and Lane Kiffin gave Ohio State some like backdoor recruiting and apparently told Chance Robinson that if you want to get developed as a wide receiver, you either go here or you go to Ohio State. Now, I've never met Lane Kiffin. I don't know if I will ever meet Lane Kiffin. I kind of would like to because I think that would be, like, kind of fun just to meet Lane Kiffin, you know? But, like, I'm not sure I would say that if I was a head coach. Um, be like, hey, go here or go there, you know, if you're trying to flip a guy. So, like – yeah, having, an, having another coach kind of do that for Ohio State and put that in the back of a kid's mind the week before he goes to Ohio State for an official visit. Like if you're Ryan Day and Brian Hartline, like I think if you pull off the flip, I think you got to send some some flowers or something down to down to Oxford, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I, I do think there's some some good to Lane Kiffin, just being honest. Yeah. Like, hey, I know you're looking at Ohio State. I know you're looking at Ole Miss and you're committed to Miami. Like, we produce better wide receivers. Miami's probably third in the wide receiver production. Like, yeah. I, the only Miami receivers I can think of right now off the top of my head are, like, Charleston Rambo, who who transferred from Oklahoma and went there, I believe. Uh, Xavier Restrepo, who I think is a good player right now for the Canes, but isn't, like, a, a, a high-level NFL guy. You, you look at Ole Miss and you can go right on down the line. La Laquan Treadwell, you look at A.J. Brown um <clears throat> the, the guy that they have uh it, with the panthers right now jonathan mingo who just got drafted in the second round so like Ole miss they do a really good job but yeah. obviously they're not ohio state and so then i think i think what lane was trying to get at there is like we produce wide receivers to the nfl like ohio state does but you probably have a better chance of playing here and so like there there is a little bit of good to what lane kiffin said there and i do credit him for being honest with recruits like hey this in ohio state and i know you're looking at ohio state but we do it too and yeah. you're you're kind of recruiting against miami but you're also recruiting uh with ohio state just to get it in his mind like hey miami isn't the place for you because if you look at miami right now buddy it is yeah. it's it's bleak um so uh, well, i was told that it wasn't going to be you know yeah, it's it's I was, it's not good 
I was I was told that they were you know gonna be good, and I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not nice. gonna open that can of worms. I'd like it's not to. Good. I won't. Not it's yet. not good. Not yet. It's but good. I will. It's not good. Um, but that's okay. That's okay. Not everybody's good. So in Miami, you're not good right now. So 2002 was a long time ago, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Ken Dorsey. The program that we're talking about. That's. There's, there's, I don't know. It's, it's a fun discourse. It's a fun history to look at. But as it relates to Chance Robinson, um, I obviously think like he probably could go to Miami. Like if he decides to stick with his commitment and goes to Miami, like there's really not a doubt in my mind that he could be a day one like kind of guy for them. Um, but which is the sell there? Which is definitely the sell. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like you're close to home. Um, I mean, that kind of worked for Mark Fletcher last year, and they did. Miami did that to Ohio State last year and flipped Mark Fletcher, the running back from American Heritage. And now look at him. I think he was just named the ACC Offensive Rookie of the Week last last week uh, in a loss. Right? They did lose last week. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. No. I don't know. I just saw that Mark Fletcher had a graphic from, from the ACC. With, so, like, good for him. Like, happy for him. Mark's a good dude. Um, but all of that said, um, there are – like this is a hard decision. This is a hard decision for for Chance Robinson to go with, you know, the 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 realistic opportunity of early playing time at a program that may not be what it's selling itself to be versus uh, an opportunity for early playing time at a place that is known to develop wide receivers in one of the best in one of the two best conferences in college football, that being the SEC with Ole Miss. And then the third hat on the table here is go to a place where you're going to play special teams. Uh, if you show out in the spring or the summer, whenever he gets to campus, uh, there's an opportunity for special teams and you're going to be quite honestly buried on, on a roster that's deep, but when you get your opportunity and you make the most of it, you have a pretty, pretty good opportunity to be a first day draft pick if you do the things that you're supposed to do. So it'll be interesting. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that plays down the stretch. Uh, I should note we are about close to six weeks away from the early signing day, which is December 20th. Uh, it's November 9th right now, so about like six, seven weeks away. Um, so there's time is of the essence for all of these guys. Um, but that's my note on Chance Robinson. And let's just get right into number three, Amaris Williams. The I, I can't let you do that because Amaris Williams is one of the many, many who are going to be in the horseshoe on Saturday night. And... You can be there, too, if you'd like. Go to the GameTime app, GameTime.co. Of course, terms apply when you do. But if you do go there and use the promo code Buckeyes, you get $20 off your first purchase in the GameTime app. Your ticketing needs can be taken care of by GameTime. You find a ticket on GameTime. You find a cheaper ticket in the same section uh, on a on a, a competing ticketing app, and then you go back to GameTime. Uh, they will refund you 110% the difference of that ticket price, so you make a little money on the side, too. So go to the GameTime app, GameTime.co right now. Come see all the recruits walk down the tunnel. Come see the Buckeyes play. It's one of your last two opportunities in the horseshoe, presumably to see Marvin Harrison Jr., to see Emeka Ibuka, maybe even Trayvon Henderson, some of these superstar defensive players that are leading the charge for the Buckeyes. They're only going to be in the horseshoe a couple more times, folks. I would highly recommend 
seeing them in that horseshoe before they decide to go on to the next level. And then you got to pay NFL prices because those are even crazier than Buckeyes prices. So Ohio State probably going to roll over Michigan State this week. The recruits are going to be there to watch it. And you can be too with the Game Time app, gametime.co. $20 off your first purchase when you use that promo code Buckeyes. Like we do at lettermanrow.com. Uh, Tim made the 40 year bet. He uses those, uh, that gametime.co uh, promo code Buckeyes. Andy Backstrom over there on the team side with me. Matt, you on the recruiting side? You need some tickets. You went to see the 1975 not too long ago, your favorite band. Use the promo code Buckeyes. You get $20 off your first purchase in the Game Time app. It's a match made in heaven. Letterman Row Game Time. So go to the Game Time app, gametime.co right now. Use that promo code Buckeyes. Get $20 off your first purchase, and you can see Amaris Williams in person. Uh, as the Buckeyes try to flip him, man. Yeah. Um, I never see the ad reads coming, and that's why I like them. They are they are good. But get your tickets. There really are only two more games in Ohio Stadium this year, aren't there? Yeah, but then there's eight next year. So That's true. Time just flies by, man. Didn't the offseason – this is a tangent for everyone watching. I'm sorry. We'll, we'll get back to the content in just a second, but this is a tangent. Doesn't the offseason just feel so – long every year and then yes. the season just goes yes huh? time flies when you're busy that's true time flies when you're having fun you know we have fun on this show we do let's continue the fun shall we let's talk about Ooh. Morris Williams the the four-star uh defensive end committed to Florida from Clinton North Carolina uh Making his second visit to Ohio State, made his debut visit for the Penn State game. That was an official visit. He was there with his family. Uh, I do believe the same cast will be back for uh, the Michigan State game. And I put him at number three because there are some other factors that are not like the be-all, end-all of his recruitment, but there are some there are some other things that – Ohio State will have competition with uh, and schools in the mix. Like he's still uh, seriously considering Florida, even though Florida, you know, may not be having the the year that they had hoped for down there in Gainesville, um, which is what it is. Um, he is also supposed to take a, an official visit to Tennessee uh, for the Georgia game, which is November 18th, if I'm not mistaken. So he will be in Knoxville. Tennessee has been, I don't want to say silently recruiting him, but Tennessee has been in in the shadows for Amaris Williams for a while now. Uh, they really, the volunteers really like what he is able to do. They also project him as kind of that strong side defensive end kind of type. Um and I think all the schools that are going after him, like the big three right now are are definitely Ohio State, Florida, and Tennessee. And the location, like him being from North Carolina is pretty interesting to me just because like he has no ties really to Florida. Uh, we're, not a, we're not a geography show, as we've mentioned, but I'm pretty sure Tennessee and North Carolina border, not that that really means anything other, than, other than it's just close to home for him. And then you look at Ohio State and Larry Johnson from North Carolina recruits North Carolina pretty well when they when Ohio State finds someone it likes in North Carolina. So, again, and it all just goes back to 
it all goes back to production, right? I had the opportunity to speak with Amaris Williams a couple of days after his Penn State visit, his, his Ohio State Penn State visit. And once again, something about JT Tumoloau against Penn State, man. Like, I don't know what it is. There's just something extra in the Gatorade bottles that day. I, I don't know what it is. But, like, he just shows up and shows out for that Penn State game the last two years. It's ridiculous. So you look at he, being in the stands, being recruited by Ohio State for that exact same position and knowing that, like, that's what you can do. That was the best crowd uh, Ohio Stadium has had all year, in my opinion. I'll be eager to see how the crowd is for this weekend as well as the Minnesota weekend. But all of those things, they they do add up. The relationship that he has with Larry Johnson, that's one of the things – when you talk to defensive linemen that are being recruited by Ohio State, that's the very first thing that they mention is, is just having that connection with Larry Johnson. And when they are on campus, that just how much of a priority that Larry makes these guys. So and with, we've seen that. We've seen that with recruits all the way to guys that are you know, in their first, second year trying to figure things out at Ohio State to guys like Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimolo. I mean, like that, that that really is a tight-knit group right there, that defensive line unit at Ohio State. So I just put him at three just because, I, I don't know, it, it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be, in my opinion, Amaris Williams told me that it's going to be December before he really, like, makes his final decision. He didn't really give me a specific time. However, if I had to put put some some coin on it, I would I would say it's probably going to be signing day, like the week of of that week, maybe the week before. Ohio State will get its in home visit. We'll see Ryan Day and Larry Johnson uh, down in Clinton, North Carolina. I'm sure of it. So these next like six, seven weeks, man, are just going to be really, really important. Ohio state has two more opportunities for, for uh, recruits to be on campus on a game day. And we'll see what happens. Ohio state is obviously hoping that it can't host recruits the first weekend of December, because that's the big 10 championship. And it would much rather be in Indianapolis playing for a big 10 championship than hosting recruits. No offense to any recruits, but that's just, the facts right there, F-A-X, facts right there. And then after that, you have the in-home visits, whatever bowl game that Ohio State is going to go to. So there's just a lot going on that – and one of the things – we this was just – this is just a total off-script moment for us. But uh, one of the visitors that – someone that Ohio State needs to get on campus and is going to try to get on campus is Coy Perrick the safety committed to Minnesota. That's a major flip target for Ohio state for safety's coach, Perry Eliano. Coy told me that he, that he's going to make it to campus for an official visit, but it won't be until his football season is done. And that's likely not until December because his team, I believe is the reigning state champs in Minnesota and one of the divisions they're 10 and 0 going into quarterfinals. So you have quarterfinals, Another final, semifinal, final, like there's probably three more weeks of football for him. And that puts you that first weekend in December. And then you got to go to the second weekend. So there's just a lot of things going on for Ohio State. But to recap our main point of conversation, Gabe Van Sickle at one, Chance Robinson at two, and Amaris Williams at three.
as most likely to flip from their original commitment to Ohio State. Then to close things out, we have to talk about Jordan Seaton because uh, this is a recruitment that Ohio State is um, in the thick of. A lot of there are people who aren't giving Ohio State the credit uh, for being in the thick of, but the Buckeyes are there. Uh, Jordan Seaton wants to get to Ohio State, according to Jordan Seaton. Ohio State wants to get him on campus, maybe even worse than Jordan Seaton wants to get to campus. Um, the Buckeyes would love to have him on campus this weekend, but he um, is in all likelihood not going to make it. And that puts you in a little bit of a bind, Matt, because you've got to get him on campus. He's a five-star offensive tackle. You don't really have a choice. Um, but he's been to Oregon a couple times. He's been to Colorado. Um been elsewhere uh just somehow some way not making it to ohio state even though his i think his season is over um, no the reason why he more likely than not will not be at ohio state is because he has practice on saturday so did he have practice last saturday when he went to colorado i don't know what the deal is that's what i'm saying nobody really knows why or what the deal is but we'll we'll stick with that jordan seaton has practice he can't come to ohio state on saturday in all likelihood there is that small possibility that he just shows up on campus but um getting late early man i don't know man i will I say i will say this if if it's one of those things where it's going to be rushed you know like if he has practice and then he has to rush and get like ohio state does not want that they want this to be the most relaxed thing the easiest process Get on a plane because it is an official visit. Like that's how that works. Ohio State fronts the bill for the plane and everything like that. So they want it to be the most like relaxed, easiest thing. And Ohio State has been adamant about the like, sources in the Woody Hayes Athletic Center have been adamant about the fact that they want to be the last school to have the official visit. And if Jordan Seaton makes it to campus this weekend, Ohio State is not going to be the last school. He's got two more official visits on deck because now you can take as many OVs as you want. One of those is to Oklahoma. The other one escapes me right now, um, but I will circle back on that and get back to the folks about that. But I think if he doesn't make if Jordan Seaton doesn't make it this weekend, I think that kind of works out in Ohio State's favor just because they want to be last. They I think this is just my opinion. I think Jordan Seaton is either – I think he's a little impressionable, which that's – you know, he's a 17-year-old kid. You go to a, you go places and everyone tells you that you're the most important person there and that you can do great things, and, you you know, you kind of believe that. You're going to listen to what people say. That's what this whole entire recruiting process is about. And I, I encourage everyone, every single, you know, major prospect to take as many visits as they can to figure things out, you know. But – I think that's why Ohio State wants to have the last one is because it knows it, it also kind of feels that Seton might be a little bit impressionable. And if Ohio State can get that last visit and then the early signing day is like two weeks away, I don't know. Who's to say? It's kind of interesting. We'll see. Um Matt, I think we're going to get out of here. There are plenty of 2025s and 2026s visiting. We can run through those very quickly. Uh, Philip Bell, the wide receiver, uh, Brent Hartline working on that one. Expect another good class in 2025. I don't really know what else to tell you. Um, TJ Alford, the linebacker, uh, James Lorandis working on that one. I don't know what else to tell you. Like James is a really good recruiter, and when he's allowed on allowed out on the trail to spread his wings and learn how to fly, he's going to be a star on the trail. Um, Micah Dubose, a really big target there, Ohio State. Uh, hosting a Georgia commit offensive lineman from Alabama. Watch that one. I'm 
you know, we're not going to predict anything right now, but watch that one. I think the Buckeyes are, are really working hard on that one. And then 2026, pair of quarterbacks. I'll let you talk about them. But then Cam Thomas, the athlete from Ohio, making his like one billionth visit to Ohio State. The only reason that he's on the list here is because he visited Michigan last week. So I think it's important for Ohio State to immediately uh, yeah. get him back on campus and just show him like, hey, this is home. So, but the two quarterbacks, Matt, um, newsflash, the Buckeyes work ahead on quarterback. They've got Aaron Nolan in the 24 class. They've got Tavian St. Clair in the 25 class and the 2026 class. They, they've got a couple guys coming in that are really talented. Real quick, that, that Micah DeBose note, he's so important because even though he lives in Alabama, he's from Cleveland, Ohio. So, like, he knows exactly what it would mean to be a Buckeye. That's why that recruitment is very important. Try to get, try, try to get one of Ohio's own back home. Now, looking at the two 2026 quarterbacks, we have Will Griffin and Jared Curtis coming to campus for their, I believe these are, this is their debut game day visits. I'll have to check on that as well. But both of them camped at Ohio State this summer. Both were offered by Ohio State this summer. They, those two and Julian Lewis, the USC commit, are the only quarterbacks in the 2026 cycle that have Ohio State offers. So that's pretty significant because Ohio State is very choosy about who it offers at quarterback, even more choosy than who it offers at wide receiver, quite honestly. So and I think that's just because, again, the pedigree of the position of and what Ohio State has done with that position, they just they're not going to hand out 20 offers to quarterbacks unless it's the 2023 cycle and you really just got to figure it out. But that's that's just a joke, as they say. Yeah. Um, I mean, these are both big dudes. They're they're both like 6'2", 6'3", pretty developed as only sophomores in high school. Um, I was in, I was at the Elite 11 and the OT7 championships when both of them camped at Ohio State. But from what I've been told, both of them have pretty big arms for only being like 16 years old. Uh, I think at the time, one of them was 15 at the camp, hadn't turned 16 yet going into their sophomore year of high school, which makes sense. But uh, I'm really I'm I'm eager to see what see what these two guys look like uh, in person. I I wish I had seen them camp this summer, but you know was elsewhere. Still doing my job, doing my thing. Um, I'll pull up some stories uh, about them. I'm sure we had a couple of stories about them from the camp performance. But yeah, get if you can get started on on a on a 2026 quarterback early. You feel really good about Air Nolan signing his letter of intent in, in a few weeks to Ohio State. Uh, the Tavian St. Clair commitment is, I mean, grew up an Ohio State fan, lives in Bell Fountain, which is like 40 minutes away from campus. That's just signed and, and locked in as, as you can get, especially when it's an in-state quarterback. Um, those are hard to come by in Ohio. So uh, you feel good about that, and that allows you to get started on 2026 pretty early. And it also helps that one of the best wide receivers in the country, and Chris Henry Jr., is committed to the 2026 class. And you feel really good about that commitment as well because he's an Ohio guy. So yeah. there's just a, there's just some stuff cooking. You know what I mean? I had, and, a friend, uh, I had a friend earlier today tell me, if you got the fire, then go cook. And I think Ohio State's got some fire right now, Spence. And then there's the 2027 quarterback also that's usually at Ohio State home games uh, who just led his team in Columbus to the state playoffs. So 
I think he, I think he plays for Columbus to sales. So we'll see how that recruitment plays out as well. Uh, yeah. Boston so, college offer. <laughs> yeah. Boston college offer RJ day. 2027 looks like it's off to a pretty good start as well for the Buckeyes on the recruiting trip for quarterback. I have not included RJ day on the guest list. Maybe I should. Well, I think they got to be careful with that one. Yeah. That's... We'll see how that recruitment goes, but. We'll see how a lot of these recruitments go. 2024, really starting to close the books on that. Ohio State trying to get that spatula out, do some flips. 2025, Buckeyes are just getting started uh, on the recruiting trail. They are starting to heat up a little bit, though, and this Michigan State game should provide them a little bit of ammo to continue to uh, to fire away at the 2025 recruiting class. Matt Parker is going to cover all of it for LettermanRoad.com. Go get that coverage. $1 for your first month. That gets you all the way up almost to National Signing Day. But by the time you get to that one month, you're going to want to just re-up your subscription anyway. So – I, I guarantee it. So for Matt on the other side of that screen, I'm Spencer Holbrook. We will see you in the horseshoe on Saturday night, along with all of those recruits for Ohio state and Michigan state. And we will see you back at the Letterman lounge message board with lettermanrow.com. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.